This is the Loonscast, the show by the fan for the fans of Minnesota United Football Club. And now, here's your host, Tyler Mogg. Come on, all you loons. Welcome to the Loonscast, the show by the fan for the fans of Minnesota United. And I'm your host, Tyler Mogg. So glad that you've taken the time to listen to the very first edition of the show. What we have coming up on today's show is an in-depth look at Minnesota United's matches in the Lone Star State as the Loons took on two challenging oppositions in FC Dallas and the Houston Dynamo. And we'll look at this weekend's match against Tim Howard and the Colorado Rapids. On an MLS front, we will discuss Bastian Schweinsteiger's immediate impact he's made with Chicago. Didier Drogba has a new team in what can only be described as a bizarre career turn. And finally, are we seeing a resurgence in Canadian soccer as Major League Soccer's bright and shining young star Kyle Lahren continues to thrive for Orlando and Vancouver's Alfonso Davies, just 16 years old, is being closely watched by some of the Premier League's top clubs. But first, it is an absolute pleasure to kick off the show with a very special guest. He is our starting right back who formerly played with FC Luzern in the Swiss Super League. And he's on the phone with us today to talk a little bit about how life is treating him in the Major League Soccer and Minnesota United. I tell you what, we are starting the show off right with Mr. Jerome Tisson. Good for you. I can't understand that, but okay. <laughs> oh, Jerome, you are much too humble. You are certainly a very special guest. Jerome, how are you doing today? I'm good, thank you. How are you doing? I'm very well. Thank you for taking the time out of your busy schedule to talk today. I've got a couple questions I would love to get your thoughts on. Sound good? Yeah, tell me. All right. The the first question I have for you is how are you adjusting to life in the MLS and what are some of the major differences between the MLS and the Swiss Super League where you played previously with FC Luzern? Okay, so... Um... The first question is about adjusting. I think uh, pretty good. So I feel I do. I, I adjust good. Um, of course, there are many differences. The biggest difference is that as a player, you are on the contract not really with the club but with the league. This is something we don't know in all Europe. Um, big difference to Switzerland is, of course, the size of the league, meaning like uh, geographically, like we fly to every game. In Switzerland, the biggest distance is like three, three, four hours with the bus. So this is a big difference. And uh, the schedule, because uh, we have like a first and a second round, and we it starts in July, then a pause in uh, December, and continues. Second part continues in uh, in uh, February, March, and then it ends again in June. So and here the schedule is just one big part. Uh, from February, March to to November, December, right? So these are like the main differences, and uh, these are also points why I want to join the MLS, just because because I can do 
all that new experiences and uh, flying around and uh, preparing to to uh, other teams that they have other circumstances like altitude or uh, heat or cold or whatever and this is very interesting and uh, yeah I'm very happy to be able to to do that here. That's awesome Jerome good to hear and we are very happy to have you a part of Minnesota United as well. Thank you I really appreciate that uh, hearing that I I don't see it the same way like you like not for all the five games I feel like I did well one or two games okay one or two and yeah didn't didn't do good one or two i don't want to get to go into details but i'm happy you see it that way of course jerome you definitely play a very important part of the minnesota united defense and now my second question uh, regards the defense and how do you think uh, as a defender, as well as with the addition of Mark Birch, how do you think the Minnesota United defense has improved since match day one? Yes, of course, uh, additional players like uh, Birch and Cronin help our defense stability, but I think the the overall improvement in working defensively from the whole team, not only the back four or the goalkeeper, is uh, improved a lot and that helps. Um, I mean, when we lose the ball up front, the transitioning moment from the whole team, getting back in shape, getting behind the ball is much, much better. And of course, if you do that, then the back four line can focus more on like detail work and really do day work, not covering other holes. And uh, it becomes easier for everybody and everybody looks better and uh, it looks like everybody plays better defensively. And uh, yeah, I think uh, there's still a lot of work to do because we're still conceding two goals per game at least and uh, we want to yeah finally get our first clean sheet finally get like real stable that we don't have to score two three of course we want to do that but we don't want to have to do that to win a game and uh, yeah but I'm uh, very optimistic that we will get better and better and uh, that we are on the right way yeah and and there really has been uh, at least for me from a fan's perspective there definitely has been an improvement in the defense uh, of Minnesota United since match day one, falling six to one to I'm sorry five to one to Portland and then six to one to Atlanta United. So you know, yeah, we we were conceding a lot of goals, but no, definitely, uh, like you said, uh, Jerome, the addition of of both Sam Cronin and Mark Birch have have helped the team defensively. And now, you know, the next question I have for you, uh, and I want to go back to this past weekend in Houston, and I want to talk about how we were able to come back and you know we were down 2 2 nil at halftime and unfortunately I had to make two first half substitutions with both Rashmus Schuler and Bobby Shuttleworth uh, our goalkeeper injured in the first half but we we were able to come back and and tie the match up and earn the all important point away from home in Houston uh, Jerome could you talk a little bit about the resiliency the team showed uh, in Houston yeah, I think we started pretty pretty good, honestly, that game. Um, we had our chances. We we conceded them a lot of chances. They scored twice. We didn't. That was like the biggest difference. Um, but we had our chances, and that was what the coach also told us and what we were aware of, that we, we could have chances here to score. And uh, just uh, don't, don't uh, can go on to, to let them have the, those. And, uh, yeah, then, of course, we were... Not not only lucky, but uh, it was great for us that we could score immediately after half time. 
So um, yeah, you are two two zero up front, and then you get a goal, you get nervous. Like uh, this was like the situation for for Houston, and uh, for us was like confidence, and uh, we still have like 40 minutes to to draw and or even win. And yeah, and uh, big compliment to the whole team who who didn't back down, who tried the whole time, and um, yeah, we were. We were uh, then awarded with that point in the end. Absolutely, Jerome. We were very proud as supporters in the way that you guys were able to fight back and pick up the the draw in Houston 2-2. Two to two. It was a great second half from you guys. And finally, I want to get your thoughts on returning to home soil this weekend against Colorado. We are home for three weeks in a row. It's good to be back. Tomorrow night, could you talk a little bit about how being back at home will hopefully help you guys to pick up the three points and move up in the Western Conference standings? I think that will be a big, big difference. Um, we we already had two home games, and uh, as we know, one win went great, the other not not as well. But what what was a constant positive factor in those two two games were definitely the fans. And it is, yeah, it's not just that I had to say that as a player, it's really impressive. Uh, it's really nice to, to be able to play in front of our home crowd. And uh, I think every, every each one of our players is looking forward to it. And uh, yeah, and then of course, when you have those fantastic, this fantastic crowd, you want to give something back. And uh, yeah, this can be additional pressure or additional push. And uh, I really hope that we will use that push and that we can bring the energy they give us on the field and make a second victory at home happen. That's right, Jerome. We will be there loud and proud, and we'll be cheering you on this weekend, Sunday, at TCF Bank Stadium as we return home to face Colorado. Jerome, I want to say thank you very much for taking the time to speak with me today. Uh, it's been a pleasure talking with you, and uh, we wish you the best of luck this weekend against Colorado. Jerome, take care. Thanks so much for joining us. Not a problem at all. Thank you. Can you use it? Bye-bye. That was Jerome Tisson, defender for Minnesota United, and what a way to start the show. And uh, as we heard a little bit about the match in Houston from Jerome, and uh, we'll get to talking about that match in a little bit here, but prior to that, let's discuss the match a couple weeks ago in Frisco, Texas, as our loons took on FC Dallas, one of, if not the best team in the league. FC Dallas remain unbeaten, but uh, going into this match against the loons, you thought we might not see the same FC Dallas team who had to play in the CONCACAF Champions League semifinal just days before. And the CONCACAF Champions League is, of course, the North American Continental Club Tournament, which saw FC Dallas take on Pachuca from Liga MX in Mexico. And that match saw FC Dallas fall thanks to a last-minute goal scored by Irving Lozano, or as he is more commonly known in Mexico as Chucky Lozano. He was able to send Pachuca to the CONCACAF Champions League final. So with that match earlier on in the week, a talking point going into the match, or maybe a question we were asking before kickoff was, would fatigue or tired legs be an issue for FC Dallas against United? And although they were able to shut us out 2-0 on the night, it has to be said that the scoreline 
does not tell the whole story as as we we were able to create a number of great scoring chances throughout the match including Christian Ramirez nearly scoring on a couple different occasions as well as the fact that we nearly saw the debut goal for the first overall draft pick by Minnesota in the MLS Super Draft from Ghana Abu Denladi as he nearly secured his first career goal with a diving header in stoppage time a great delivery from Costa Rican Johan Venegas. But the biggest thing to take away from the match is not the fact that uh, we were outclassed, but rather we must tip our hats to this young goalkeeper, just 21 years old, Jesse Gonzalez. He made five enormous saves on the night, leading to his second clean sheet of the season and a man of the match performance against Minnesota United. And... After that match, Dallas remain unbeaten with a 1-1 draw against San Jose following their victory against the Loons. And with a late goal by Maynard Figueroa, FC Dallas pick up the three points yesterday against Sporting KC. And as I mentioned, the CONCACAF Champions League will unfortunately not feature either FC Dallas nor Vancouver Whitecaps. So there will not be a Major League Soccer representative in the final uh, as they both fell in what will be an all-Mexican final. It's Pachuca taking on fellow Liga MX competitors Tigres. Tigres, of course, have a very talented bunch. Uh, that include the Frenchman André Pierre-Gignac, best known for his time with Marseille and the French national team. And uh, not to mention the gifted Chilean Eduardo Vargas, who is formerly of Napoli Offenheim and QPR uh, and of course, you can't forget the Chilean national team. And, and with the, the two top Mexican teams, it really has made for an entertaining final in which we saw a 1-1 tie in the first leg. Uh, so that means it's all to play for in the second leg of the Champions League final this Wednesday. Will it be Tigres or Pachuca who will reign as the champions of North America? Uh... Moving forward to the match in Houston that saw United earn the all-important point away from home in a match that was certainly a game of two halves. And uh, we got to talk about the fact that the first half uh, was a half that could not have gone any worse for the Loons as both Rashmus Schuler and Bobby Shuttleworth were forced to leave the match due to injuries they sustained in the first half. So United were forced to make two first half substitutions, which brought on Miguel Ibarra. It was good to see him out getting some minutes. Yeah, they brought him on in the 43rd minute. And then just about two minutes later, Jan Elvboga had to replace goalkeeper Bobby Shuttleworth, who was unable to go on in the match as he took a knee to the head in an attempt to save the shot by Albert Elise, the Honduran who scored his second goal of the season for a 2-0 advantage for Houston at halftime. Jon Elfboga stepped up. The Swedish veteran goalkeeper, formerly of Göteborg, made his Minnesota United return since an injury he picked up in what was the snowstorm of a home opener we had against Atlanta United. So, you know, you really could not have drawn up a worse scenario for Minnesota United. Two injuries and down two goals with nothing going the way of the Loons. 
But the second half, however, was monumentally better. As we heard from Jerome Tisson earlier in the show, he talked about the team and how they refused to back down. And all credit to the Loons who came out strong and were resilient in coming back from a pretty rough first half, to be honest. Uh, Christian Ramirez was able to score right after the restart for his fifth goal of the season. And uh, there's certainly a reason his nickname is Christian Superman Ramirez here in Minnesota, as once again, uh, he proves to be such a vital part of this team. Ramirez is second in all of scoring in Major League Soccer, only second to Eric Torres of Houston. You know, of course, as a United supporter, we love our talented striker, but the statistics don't lie. Ramirez is proving that he is currently one of the top players in the league that I would argue no one is really talking about outside of out of Minnesota United and our fans. Uh, you know, making the transition from the North American Soccer League, uh, a league below that of Major League Soccer, is no easy task, and Ramirez has been able to make the transition incredibly well, considering this is his first experience playing at the highest level of professional soccer in the United States. It's incredible how he's been able to make such an impact and make make such a smooth transition from essentially semi-professional soccer to the highest level of professional soccer that we have here in the United States. You know, and in addition to Ramirez and his success thus far, two other players for the Loons who cannot be ignored are the, the Costa Rican Johan Venegas, who was able to get the tying goal on the night in the 59th minute, and also the speedy Kevin Molino of Trinidad and Tobago, as he continues to be an impact player, assisting on United's first goal, uh, Christian Ramirez's goal in the 47th minute. And as he, uh, you know, as he is, you know, Molino, he is definitely proving to be a consistent player with three goals and three assists on the season so far. Very important player for us. He recently played a very important part for Trinidad and Tobago as they picked up their first victory in World Cup qualifying in their 1-0 victory over Panama thanks to Mr. Kevin Molino. So he is doing big things for his country of Trinidad and Tobago and he is Mr. Consistency for Minnesota United. Now, Colorado awaits tonight, and it's good to be back home tonight against the Rapids as we return to the great Northland and TCF Bank Stadium. We'll welcome back the Loons for the next three, San Jose and Sporting KC come to town to close out April after tonight's game. Former Colorado Rapids players Sam Cronin and Mark Birch, who of course we acquired in the trade that happened just a couple of weeks ago uh, that saw us part ways with Mohamed Saeed and Josh Gatz in exchange for the two veterans who are for the first time facing their former team, the Colorado Rapids tonight. And ahead of tonight's game, Minnesota United coach Adrian Heath had this to say about their encounter tonight against their former team. There's nothing like playing against your old team. As a player, you just want to do well and show that maybe they shouldn't have done the trade. I'm sure their staff will be hoping the two don't have an exceptional game at the weekend because it is one of those things when you do trade players or leave players out, it can come back to haunt you. And we can certainly hope that Adrian Heath is right about the fact that Sam Cronin and Mark Birch will 
will play well for Minnesota United tonight, and uh, it will come back to haunt Colorado, who similarly have struggled so far this season as both Minnesota and Colorado are at the bottom of the Western Conference, the Loons with the slight advantage, as we have five points on the season to Colorado's four points. Uh, but both teams have yet to win away from home, and perhaps that could favor Minnesota United tonight. You know, but you could also argue that Colorado would love to end that drought tonight and pick up the three points away from home. Some things to note before kickoff is the fact that uh, the news coming out that Colorado will actually have to play without goalkeeper Tim Howard who has been suspended due to a three-match suspension handed down from the MLS Disciplinary Committee. This is because of an altercation that uh, Tim Howard had last weekend with the Kansas City fans. And uh, Tim Howard, on his suspension and the altercation, uh, he had this to say on his social media. I want to begin by saying I am genuinely sorry for my behavior in Kansas City and I want to apologize to my fans. I let myself get too worked up after being provoked and said some things I shouldn't have. I am at fault and certainly not a victim in this incident. But Tim Howard went on to defend himself a little bit. On the contrary, in addition to this previous statement, he had this to say. With that being said, I feel compelled to elaborate a bit more based upon the responses of others. After reviewing the incident in Kansas City, my league and my team chose to admonish me and suspend me for almost 10% of the season, but they did not say a word about the fans' antagonistic behavior or the negligent security. While I regret my reaction and understand the need to take action on their part, I am surprised and concerned that the full context of the incident wasn't considered and responsibility wasn't shared. So essentially, uh, what happened here was, you know, Tim Howard last weekend was caught by the security cameras in Kansas City. Uh, he was yelling obscenities at a fan, and you know, the, the tapes later showed him grabbing that fan's arm. Uh, so, you know, kind of an ugly situation away from home for Colorado and Tim Howard in a hostile crowd in Kansas City. And Tim Howard had even more to say as he continued with this quote. We all want passionate fans, but there is a line that shouldn't be crossed. It is not okay for an apparently drunk fan to get inches away from an athlete's face and yell obscenities at them. While I should have controlled my reaction, I want to make it clear that I have never been put into a situation like that until Kansas City. I'm not a security expert, so don't know the details of how a fan could get so close, but it was not the norm and not right. I am not saying I want censorship of fans or security policing against passion, but we all deserve a fan-friendly and safe environment. I don't mind and even enjoy a bit of verbal jousting with fans, but I don't want to be taunted for my race or my disability, Tourette syndrome, which didn't happen specifically in Kansas City, but happens quite often. So, you know, it, it definitely an interesting decision by the league to suspend Tim Howard for three matches, impacting the goalkeeper situation for Colorado. And, you know, as, as we go into this match, we will likely see Zach Macmith in the net again tonight for Colorado. He played against 
Real Salt Lake earlier on in the season. So, you know, so it'll be interesting to see how it all plays out for Minnesota United and the Loons as they will not be facing the United States national team goalkeeper, Tim Howard. Uh, so perhaps that will go in the advantage of Minnesota United. But, you know, we'll have to see how it all plays out tonight. Hopefully, Minnesota United can pick up the three points and take advantage of the fact that they will not have to beat Tim Howard tonight, but they will have to get a few by or, you know, maybe just maybe it'll just take one goal. I don't know. But uh, they'll have to score on Zach Mackmuth tonight in order to pick up the three points. Turning our attention towards a couple of the major stories in Major League Soccer and North American Soccer, first is the fact that Bastian Schweinsteiger, the German veteran formerly of Bayern Munich and Manchester United, has already scored two goals for Chicago as uh, you know he has thrived in his brief existence in the MLS. Uh, he's got two goals in three matches. And, and, you know, some were doubtful that Bastian would be able to make such an impact with Chicago as some people were saying he is nearing the end of his illustrious career just at the age of 32. Uh, and, and when you put it into perspective, you know, the, the, the other big story out of the United Soccer League, the African legend and Chelsea legend, not to mention a global ambassador for the game, Didier Drogba, who is 39, is now an official member of the Phoenix Rising in the United Soccer League, uh, which has come as a huge surprise to myself, but, you know, and, and many other fans, you know, despite his age, you know, 39 years old is definitely towards the end of his career. But the United Soccer League is a, a league not only below that of the MLS, but also the North American Soccer League. Drogba signed a two-year deal that will have him develop the team both on and off the field. And according to his contract, he will finish his career out as a player before taking on an executive role with the organization, which is hoping to become one of four MLS expansion teams to increase the number of teams in Major League Soccer to 28. And on joining Phoenix, Drogba had this to say. After seeing firsthand the potential for expansion of the sport in North America and getting to know the ownership group in Phoenix, I am convinced that I can help them develop their organization on and off the field. I look forward to their continued success in the USL, and no city is better positioned than Phoenix for expansion into the MLS. Now, if we are to just focus on the playing aspect of this move made by Drogba, it seems very odd that he would want to finish his career in a league below that of the North American Soccer League as well as Major League Soccer, but it's that second element of this contract that makes it all understandable, I'd say. Uh, you know, Drogba has expressed his desire to stay in North America. You know, he played formerly, uh, most recently with Montreal Impact, and he has enjoyed his time here in North America and for someone that has been such an ambassador for his country of Cote d'Ivoire and the world of football, you know, I, I mean, the guy was named on the Times 100 most influential people in the world for his humanitarian work, not only in his country, but in much of Africa. Some Ivoirians 
have credited Drogba with ending the country's civil war. The guy's incredible, you know, and and he is he's one of my favorite players of all time, and much of it is because of the stuff off the field. You know, we love the flashy players like Messi and Ronaldo, and, and you know, and Neymar, and, and all these players that have you know all these talents. But I think what makes Drogba so special as a professional athlete is the fact that he is such a great humanitarian in his efforts to better the world off the field and uh, you know with that being said who better than Didier Drogba to advocate for a professional team in Phoenix to join Major League Soccer you know the fact that they've been able to get Didier Drogba to help their 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 future endeavors in Major League Soccer in you know advocating for their their addition to Major League Soccer credit to Phoenix for this incredible move for the team Phoenix Rising's team owner, Burke Bakai, he summed the move up really well uh, with this quote. He said, We want our club and our city to be synonymous with international excellence. And Didier Drogba is a testament to Phoenix Rising's commitment to that mission. Soccer is an international language understood by sports fans all over the world. And we want to help inspire fluency among new fans everywhere we play throughout North America. So there you have it. Uh, Drogba, surprisingly, is now a member of the Phoenix Rising. And, of course, the fans in Arizona will potentially see that famous number 11 shirt worn by Drogba today, perhaps, as Phoenix take on the Swope Park Rangers, who, of course, are Sporting KC's USL affiliate. Now... Why am I talking about Didier Drogba so much? Uh, and how, how, how this move pertains to Minnesota is the fact that it has come as no secret that the MLS has become a destination for players who have had great success in Europe only to come and finish out their careers in Major League Soccer. Think about someone like Kaka with Orlando. At one point, LA had David Beckham and most recently, Steven Gerrard. Uh, currently, New York City FC have David Villa, Andrea Pirlo, and as we talked about, now Chicago have Bastian Schweinsteiger. So you can't help but dream as a fan of a new Major League Soccer expansion team like Minnesota United. Uh, you know, it would have been glorious to see Didier Drogba, the two-time African Player of the Year, four-time Premier League winner. He's won the Champions League with Chelsea as well. And he's the all-time leading goal scorer for his country of Cote d'Ivoire, just to name a few of his accolades. Uh, you know, but as a United fan, can you imagine Didier Drogba wearing the Minnesota black and blue? And, and, and not that it's an issue, but Drogba, an international soccer legend, would sell tickets here in Minnesota and certainly would sell jerseys with his name on the back, just as Kaka and Villa and Beckham did when they all arrived in Major League Soccer. Nonetheless, Drogba, now a member of the Phoenix Rising and the United Soccer League, wish him nothing but the best in his future in the USL with Phoenix Rising. And for Phoenix, hopefully, eventually, uh, their involvement with Major League Soccer. One final note before we wrap things up for this edition of the Loons Cast is the fact that Canadian soccer could be on the rise with 
two promising young talents taking center stage in the MLS. It's no secret, uh, you know, that Kyle Laren for Orlando, who just turned 22, and uh, the guy already has 19 caps for the Canadian national team. Uh, he's one of the league's very best with five goals in five games started, which increased his goal tally since joining Orlando in 2015 to 35 goals in 58 matches started with a game winner last weekend against L.A. The guy is one to keep an eye out for. Kyle Laren. Orlando is very happy to have his services this season as he is doing quite well. But finally, a player I want to talk about briefly here uh, also uh, is Alfonso Davies, uh, who is a young 16-year-old who still attends high school. Yes, you heard me correctly. A high schooler is becoming a player to keep a close watch on as Alfonso Davies has attracted the attention of some of England's best clubs as Manchester United, Chelsea, Arsenal, and Liverpool have all been scouting the youngster as they hope to eventually secure his signature in a deal that would see the Vancouver homegrown wonder to the best league in the world, the Premier League in England. So definitely a couple players to keep an eye out for as we continue to see two successful Canadian players shine in Major League Soccer. That's going to just about do it for the first edition of the Loonscast. I want to give a big thanks to Jerome Tisson of Minnesota United as well as the wonderful staff at Minnesota United who helped facilitate. I hope you've enjoyed the show. If you like what you've heard, pass it along and let's unite all the loons out there. And until next time, I'm Tyler Mogg and I hope that you join us for another edition of the Loons Cast.